Hi, everyone. Welcome to the world of Wonderkin webinars, where we bring you the latest insights on the market, mixed with our own Wonderkin data and the strategies you need to succeed. On today's webinar, we're focusing on holiday 2022. And while we know we're nearing the biggest and busiest event in retail, we also recognize that the last few years have brought us a lot of uncertainty during this time, especially for marketers. So we're gonna talk about it today. We're gonna to have some real talk. We're gonna talk about how consumers are feeling and where we think brands should lean into this holiday season. So I am your host and one of your presenters today, Megan Krasinski. I lead the product marketing team here at Wonderkind, and I'm joined by some fabulous marketers. I may be a bit biased because one of them is on my team, Trey Jackson, who is a senior product marketing manager here at Wonderkind, and one marketer because I am obsessed with their brand. I made sure to wear my glow serum today for the webinar. Um, so it's so great to have Sean Patel here, who is the vice president of digital marketing at JLo Beauty. Hi guys, uh, Trey, oh. I'm gonna allow you to introduce yourself in a little bit, but Sean, I would love for you to tell the audience a bit more about yourself and your role at JLo Beauty. Thank you, Megan. Um, I've been at JLo Beauty since the onset. You know, I launched the brand, um, and we're a small team right now. So, you know, the the few people that we have, we wear multiple hats. My title is Vice President of Digital Marketing, but I go from anywhere from ops to fulfillment. Sometimes I'll go to the fulfillment center and make sure we get everything boxed and shipped out in times of sellout moments. <laughs> um, so A to Z, right? But Vice President of Digital Marketing, I've been here for two years, um, and I've done digital marketing my whole life. That's amazing. Um, Trey and I are also two folks at Wonderkin that love wearing multiple hats. So we know how you feel. Um, thank you for that context. Really excited to have you here today and to, to pick your brain later on in this webinar. Um, so before we kick off, I did want to give a little background on Wonderkind and what it is we do here, especially if anyone listening today is unfamiliar with us. In simplest terms, we help retailers send more of their highest performing one-to-one -one messages across emails, across text messages, and across ads, as well as help them grow their marketable lists. So why is this important? Well, I don't think I need to tell a room full of marketers that list growth and triggered emails and text messages work. Otherwise, this would be a very insulting marketing webinar, and we are not here for that. But really what makes Wonderkin different is the scale and reach by which we're able to execute this and the results we're able to drive. So as a performance marketing engine, we drive up to 25% of total digital revenue for our clients. And we do it at a rate that's much more efficient than other paid channels. So really, in addition to knowing how to execute on first-party data, we also just get marketing and we get your consumers. We are a company founded on the idea of making web shopping experiences and brand and consumer data exchanges much more thoughtful and purposeful. So hopefully this webinar today gives you some great insights on how to navigate this holiday season and honestly how to navigate this crazy, but in my opinion, very exciting 
period of marketing that we're, we're all trying to figure out, cookie-less or not. <laughs> so with that background in place, this is the agenda for today. Trey is going to kick us off discussing some market insights, and I'll pop back in to discuss consumer sentiment as well as strategies to help you win big this season. So Trey, over to you. Amazing. Thanks so much, Megan. Um, as she mentioned, my name is Trey Jackson, Senior Product Marketing Manager here at Wonderkin. Before I moved over to the product marketing team, I used to work on our customer success team. So hopefully a few familiar faces in the audience. And I'm very familiar with the importance of this time, you know, how much anticipation there is leading up to it, and what you guys are all looking to hear based on what you can bring back to your teams and be set up for success. So we're going to give you the big picture, show you the trends that we're most interested in, and then give a little bit of a lead in on where we think we're going to land um, from the market perspective this holiday season. So what we really want to say is, what is the state of holiday marketing in 2022? And before we look forward, we want to look back. We saw that in 2021, we had a standout year of growth, pretty exponential. Deloitte said that it was between a 4 to 6% lift in total retail sales, and that's between November and January of last year, which translates to $1.4 trillion in spend, and that's with a T, trillion, lots of money being spent during this time. This year, they're expecting from Deloitte that the growth will be between 12 and 14% for e-commerce. That would represent an additional 260 billion net new dollars. However, I know some of you have seen a lot of conflicting reports, you know, in the early part of this year, a lot of the analysts were really bullish on what they were predicting with the state of economy. Anyone who's read the news in the last year knows that there is a lot of things going on that have changed that from the war in Ukraine to inflation. So we're all left to wonder, you know, is this going to hold up? Is this going to be a year of growth? As we look forward, we still see that despite these macroeconomic factors, we are anticipating more growth, both in the holiday season and beyond. And to understand what set us here, it's really kind of made clear by the last three years. So in 2020, we had the lockdown that really shuttered physical retail, pushed people online more than ever before. Some shoppers who were you know, never shopping online then made that transition and really aren't looking back. In 2021, we had this really kind of interesting confluence of events where people had all of this money saved that they weren't spending in the pandemic, plus the stimulus checks that they received, and no services or travel that they would spend it on like normal. So the demand for physical goods was really, really exploding, and that wreaked havoc on the supply chain. Anyone who joined us in our webinar last year will remember that that was a big topic of how could we navigate demand and supply when the supply chain is really nothing where it needs to be. This year, we have a different set of challenges. And I know everyone's probably like, great, last year was hard enough. Did we really need things to be harder? Well, you know, marketers are resilient. And I think this year, the, the challenges that are most top of mind for us are, you know, we have dampening consumer sentiment, we have inflation, um, we have kind of worries of an even greater recession. Um, but despite all this, there's still opportunity for growth this holiday season. Um, and so in order to paint this picture a little bit more, I'm gonna hand it back to Megan, who's gonna talk about how consumers are actually feeling. 
Great. Thanks, Trey. It's super important to have a baseline of where we're at from a market point of view, but I wanted to take some time to talk about how it applies to consumer sentiment. So a lot of content on this next slide. So I'll give you the TLDR of what's gone down the last few holiday seasons. None of this will be a shocker, and Trey talked about this a bit, but always good to context set. So starting with 2020, COVID, which meant all the fun, right? Supply chain issues, labor shortages, and for some brands, a complete pivot to digital. And deals were being released earlier than expected, which really changed the whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday philosophy as we all knew it. The next year, consumers had a bit of panic reliving the issues from the year prior and started shopping as early as summer, which meant, again, brands had to completely repivot their promotional calendar to meet their consumers where they were, where they were. Fast forward to this year where the problem has since reversed. Spooked by stockouts, some retailers overleveraged a bit and had more inventory than they knew what to do with, which again meant discounting followed suit. So, you know, where does that leave us this holiday season? Honestly, with a completely expanded shopping season that I think is here to stay, and brands now need to compete in this new normal. So, what does this mean from a numbers perspective? I don't know. Stress. I feel stressed. <laughs> you all might feel stressed seeing this slide with all of these data points. I mean, to start, 73% of consumers anticipate price hikes due to inflation, and 72% are being selective about spending, which you can see below that's resulting in 61% of Americans planning to buy fewer gifts this holiday season. And, you know, if I can let my jerseyness come out, like, forget about it. Paying full price is out of the question for half of Americans. They're just, they're just not here for it this season. Um, so, Sean, thanks for bearing with us as we presented all of this data. We did not forget about you. We're dying to hear your perspectives on this. But after hearing about the industry challenges that Trey talked about, and these stats on consumer spending apprehension, what, what are your thoughts, especially in your industry for beauty? Do you think these are reflective of your target shopper? I, I do think beauty, uh, awesome, great, great stats, by the way. It's <laughs> insight. I do You're not scared, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, I, do, I do think beauty is a little bit different, right? In the sense that you know, I, I've been in the beauty industry for more than 10 years now, and I've seen you know, when the economy goes down, uh, when the economy comes back up and how to navigate through it. I do think that you still have to be sensitive to uh, what's going on in the, out, in the outside world, right, from a macro standpoint. So it's it's how do you navigate through it and make sure that the consumer, like you said, feels like they're getting an offer, get, getting a deal um, and, and getting the products in their hands and making sure that they're feeling enticed to come to your brand to come purchase, right? So like, for instance, you know, 61% of people plan to buy fewer gifts. I think you were just saying mm -hmm. in my mind, that is how do I get the consumer to come to the site and entice them to buy more than one thing or buy more than two things, right? Yeah. Like at what point am I hitting them to like add things to their cart? And maybe I'm offering a gift with purchase or a discount there, right? To add, to do that. Uh, so I think it's just more about like knowing what you as a brand want your KPIs to be. Is it margin? Is it new customers? 
marketing to existing customers, taking that and holistically looking at the game plan of being like, this is what we can do to navigate through the season to ensure that we win. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, one of the biggest things I took away from what you just said is consumer sensitivity. Like, Mm -hmm. you know who your customers are, you know that they're still likely to engage with your brand this season, but there are a lot of factors in the world that you want to be sensitive to what's going on and to their status, right? So um, I think that's amazing. And I think that's a really great key takeaway for a lot of the brands who are listening on this webinar today. Yeah, I think um, just to add to that, like what we're, you know, for us as a brand, we always want to be attainable luxury. That doesn't mean that our prices are, you know, are, are you know, less than 50. They're 70, 80, $90. Sure. Um, so like this holiday season, we're introducing new sizes and new ways for people to purchase. Okay. Right? So like if somebody wants to come in and try something, they don't feel like they have to spend $80. But at, for me as a brand, I'm getting a new customer onboarded. Absolutely. I love that. And you know, I'm a consumer. I started the webinar off with that. So I'm definitely excited to try these different sizes that you'll be marketing this holiday season. Um, But thank you for that, Sean. We have plenty more insights to pick your brain on. But for now, I'm going to pass back to Trey to walk us through some historic data on Wonderkin holiday performance and some key takeaways we've learned over the past few years. Great, thank you. So I'm really excited to present this all to you because at Wonderkin, we're very lucky to work with over 700 of some of the most leading brands in e-commerce. And that really gives us an interesting opportunity from a data perspective to know, you know, across these billions of data points that we have, how are consumers spending their money and when and where are they choosing to do so? What I wanna walk you through first off is a key takeaway for the actual week of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. We're seeing that the majority of the action is now occurring in the first half of the week. So whereas nearly 50% of revenue was registered on Friday and Monday in 2019 and 2020, we're seeing more of that revenue now occur between Thursday and Saturday than on the later half of the week. In fact, nearly 60% of our clients saw more revenue driven over Black Friday than Cyber Monday for the second year in a row. Clearly, they are not waiting to make Monday their day of online shopping. It is now just an online digital first week that they treat and react to as a campaign versus, you know, this is my in-store day and this is my online day. And as we look to the data, we can see that, you know, from Friday got one up from 24 to 25% of total revenue spread across the week. And Monday has gone down from 26% of revenue across our client base to 22% of revenue. So some interesting data points kind of paint the picture as we've been talking about of an early marketing calendar in the context of this week. In keeping with this trend, we see that Black Friday and Cyber Monday will likely account for a lower or similar total share of annual revenue this year. On average, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the weekend in between accounted for around 8% of total digital annual revenue for our clients in the last year, which was the same in 2020. After a standout year in 2019, we anticipate 2022 to be more in line with these two years, driven by earlier sales and more consistent e-commerce engagement year-round. And don't get me wrong here, This is a ton of money when you think about this as only one weekend. Some of our clients are making 8, 10, 12, some even 16% of their revenue on these, you know, four days. So it's not a weekend that you want to get wrong. 
but it's more that it's becoming more of a month of shopping and a make or break month. So let's break that down on the next slide. It really seems like where we've landed is that November is the sweet spot. In fact, November generated the greatest share of revenue for our clients and their total annual revenue last year than ever before, a whopping 20%. That's 2% higher than the year before and four from two years, or I guess four years ago now. Consumers are starting to shop earlier than ever. This means that there's more money to be made during November than ever before. We also know that concerns about shipping delays contributed to probably fewer last minute purchases than normal last year. But overall, because we expect this trend to continue, it'll likely be around or even maybe larger than this number. So Sean, I would love to get your take as we've kind of talked a lot about this like expanding marketing calendar. How are you guys approaching the month of November and Black Friday, Cyber Monday differently this year? Um, would love to just kind of hear, you know, if you're thinking about this in the same way that we are. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm not even thinking about November anymore. I'm actually pull we're pulling forward to the second week of October, which is a first for me, or a first for the brand, a first for like a lot of the brands I've been with before. Uh, but that's again the landscape of where we are. Where, like you guys are saying, like a lot, a lot of retailers, a lot of brands are talking about holiday earlier this season than they have prior to. Um, so you know, our our calendar is expanded in that sense, where instead of eight weeks now, we're at twelve or thirteen weeks of shopping. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, 100%, we'll be running our deals. Uh, we'll have an extra incentive for customers to come shop throughout that weekend or, you know, T5, if you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing that we were talking about before is like building a calendar up for the entire 13 weeks that makes the customer feel like they're getting a deal throughout, right? So, for instance, um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about, and Megan, I was telling you earlier, I know you got excited about it, was the, uh, you know, the blinged out water bottle that we're going to be doing for um, certain certain purchases, right? It's a gift with purchase, but you know, that'll run the first week that we go in, for instance, the second week we'll be doing uh, free two day shipping or, you know, adding an incentivized way for the consumer to come and shop and get their shopping in early. I think that customers are going to be shopping throughout the season, but if you can capture them before the other brand can capture them, like you win. Yeah, I think that's, um, first of all, very exciting about the blinged out water bottle. I will be getting <laughs> my own as well. Um, but second of all, I think just very insightful what you shared. And it it reminds me last year we had Andrea Moore from Nest Fragrances join, and she said something very similar of, you know, they don't wait to pull out all the stops during this weekend. They definitely treat it as a campaign and know that their customers expect deals during it, but they're not waiting, you know, to have different kind of promotional moments and moments of, you know, discounting or kind of gift with purchase throughout and leading up to that period. So I think it's really smart and just a way to kind of make sure you're you're succeeding in the time leading up and then also set to be, um, you know, thought of at the time as well. Yeah, 100%. All right. So we talked a lot about all the things that are uncertain under this time period. And what we really wanna recommend is for everyone on this webinar to focus on what you can control this season. So starting off, we know that we've talked about this data that shows a good portion of consumers will likely buy, buy less and a whole lot of them will be shopping earlier. In fact, Prime Day this year is expected to play, take place in October. So definitely smart what Sean is talking about of maybe pulling the calendar all the way up to October. Um, but we also know back to school prices are gonna be eating into a higher portion of that budget. 
plus just the general goods that we gotta buy every day are more expensive now. So ready to meet your shoppers when they start and also when they still have money to spend. The second on that note is that price is king in driving purchasing decisions. We've seen that even as inflation has tamed a bit, diminished purchasing power and fears of a recession are still making consumers value price more than anything else. And this is really interesting to know when last year, the number one thing on consumers' mind was availability in the context of the stockouts of 2021. So that just goes to show how much these macroeconomic factors that we're talking about really aren't just for the analysts to talk about, but you know, have a real impact on how our consumers are deciding where to spend their money and how much. So if you can't compete on price, what we recommend is adding value in other tangible ways. John already mentioned this with gift with purchase, perhaps making your brand more accessible in different sizes. So you're not cheapening the product, but still making it accessible for those with maybe less budget for it. Um, as well as, um, you know, offering buy now, pay later, curbside pickup, you know, buy online pickup store, all, all strategies that I'm sure everyone on this webinar is familiar with, but a good opportunity to kind of take a look at them again, if you've deprioritized for whatever reason leading up to this time. Lastly, I think this is the most important and the hardest one to get right. So we hear a ton about loyalty in our industry. Um, it is really top of mind for marketers and the rest of their teams. Um, and this year, Salesforce is predicting that one in two shoppers will switch brands because of price. In fact, 34% of consumers reported that deals and promotions are their top consideration for what they will buy this year. So you want to make sure you're keeping your deals top of mind. You want to use your own channels to communicate them to your customers so that they know they can get a good deal from you. So Sean, kicking it back to you, I would love to hear how the JLo Beauty team is thinking about loyalty during this holiday season and beyond. Um, other than having Jennifer Lopez as a founder. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I already have such a loyal base. You don't even need a loyalty program. <laughs> right, right, right. And no, and look, and it goes, and it goes in depending on the channel too, right? For like our, our you know, our core.com GDC business. Um, we currently don't have a rewards program built out. We're planning on launching it uh, in January of 2023. So we kind of have to like play the, the story of how we want the customer to come in, how we want to make sure that they feel like they're like we're, we're loyal to them as they're loyal to us. So we have like an early release program that we're going to be doing for holiday. We're, we're thinking of like what the story is going to be behind our gift guide that we're launching, yeah. right? Versus just being like, here's deals. It's, you know, sign up, get early access to our holiday season, sign up, get early access to Black Friday. Um, our top 10% of customers uh, are going to get an, a different offer and early access, right? So thinking of ways to tell the story, paint the picture and make the consumer feel like there is loyalty there and give them something special at the same time is what we're going to be doing. I think that every brand is different. Um, if we had a rewards program, like for our Sephora channel, we're going to be tying into uh, BI, uh, Beauty Insider Rewards, obviously, and, and different kits and et cetera. For Amazon, we're going to be upping the subscribe and save percentage discount that we're going to be giving. Mm -hmm. So it's just different ways of interpreting loyalty too, right? Like how, how do you want loyalty for your brand to feel in that moment, I think is what is what how you should be thinking about it. Yeah, I think that's really insightful. And I love what you said about storytelling, because I think in the end, we all are marketers. We love to tell stories. We love to connect with our customers with stories because that's just how we all 
learn to love brands and learn to love the people behind them, like Jennifer Lopez, of course, you know. Um, but I think in the end, it, it's an opportunity for us to all kind of get behind that and remind like, you know, that's where we all got into marketing. So let's treat our loyalty programs as those brand building storytelling moments. Um, and, you know, there's a ton of different tactics you can do beyond that, but having them all filter back from that, I think is a really powerful strategy to do. Yeah, great. Great. All right, Megan, well, I know everyone is eager to hear about the actual strategy, so I will let you take it from here um, on that note. Yes, let's talk about what to do to win big this holiday season, because who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> and I'll start with the importance of mobile, because as this next slide suggests, uh, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your customers are? And you guessed it, it's on their phones. Um, well, maybe not me. I put on my do not disturb by 10 p.m., but you catch my drift. <laughs> and what we're seeing in terms of mobile usage on Cyber Weekend is exactly what Trey just mentioned, is that traffic patterns shift earlier with spikes now on Friday, as opposed to the traditional Cyber Day that was Monday, um, which means we think you should should capitalize on the following two trends. One, optimize for mobile visits. This is a no-brainer. As we said, your visitors are on their phones. Win them over with legible emails that load quickly, present clear landing experiences, present clear discounts up front, a quick checkout experience, and of course, a robust text messaging strategy to support it. Uh, the second one, which I think is probably most important here, is stay top of mind during this peak traffic season. Consumers are going to receive a lot of messages during this time. We all know it. We're all guilty of it. But we want to make sure yours are not lost in the shuffle. So now that you understand the traffic patterns, schedule your emails and texts in the hours and minutes leading up to peak so that your message stands out. Um, next, I do wanna talk about email. We say this a lot here, but do not sleep on email. Email is the OG. It's the highest converting marketing channel. Um, in fact, according to our latest consumer research report, 67% of respondents said emails from brands encourage them to take advantage of Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals which means email becomes even more important this holiday season, especially for your new prospects. Um, as they shop around, email traffic can be less productive. So this makes your abandonment emails even more important. In fact, we see as much as a 55% lift in session contribution from total email traffic during this time compared to a standard week and a 34% lift in revenue contribution. So huge, huge importance of email during this time. And you know, on the next slide, I'd be remiss not to mention the importance of text messaging during Cyber Weekend with total contribution expected to increase significantly this year. We know that texts are a great way to keep your deals top of mind. So text strategy becomes exponentially more important this holiday season. Uh, looking back at last year, we saw a 78% lift in session contribution from texting and a 28% lift in revenue. 
huge opportunity here. So obviously I'd like to pause and hear from a brand's perspective. So Sean, let's talk about email and text strategies for JLo Beauty. Have you thought about changing your text strategy from last holiday season to this one to prepare? And if so, are you pivoting your email strategy perchance to support it? Oh, we're pivoting in the sense of last year was our first year at JLo Beauty being being a brand uh, <laughs> um, so it was we were a little bit more brand sensitive right we were worried about hitting the consumer every day or texting sure. every day I think through trial and error over the course of the last two years we've just figured out that you know one for our consumer right what works best is an email staggered with an sms right having the same mm-hmm. messaging but staggering it, right? Because a lot of times what you'll find is like, you know, for me at least, right? For our consumer, they'll open their email and you get the open rate and they might not click through. Right. I get the text message to reinforce that messaging that I just got. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Like, and so we won a lot with the staggering method of staggering the email and the SMSs out to the consumer. Um, we're definitely going to be doing it every day this year uh, <laughs> from, you know, Thursday all the way to Monday to make sure that we can keep up with, like you said, there's going to, a lot of brands are engaging this year to make up for or to keep up with. So I think to keep the brand on top of mind, we're definitely going to be engaging with the customer a little bit more. Cool. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing those insights. Um, and I think everything you just said ties in really well with what type of lift brands can expect from a strong abandonment program and a partner like Wonderkin. So Wonderkin clients see 37% more email revenue driven during Cyber Weekend than the e-commerce average. Um, Per Adobe Analytics, email drove 16% of Black Friday Cyber Monday revenue for the e-com industry, which encompassed marketing and triggered emails. Wonderkin clients, on the other hand, outperformed the industry average and drove 22% of digital revenue from email. And while we don't yet have the same industry benchmarks from Adobe on text messaging, we definitely expect a similar trend to occur. You can you can quote me on this, um, especially with the great performance we drive in this channel for brands like JLo Beauty, as Sean mentioned. Um, so on that high number note, that concludes the presentation portion of our webinar but don't close that tab. We've received a few questions in the chat. So I am going to pass back to Trey to kick off the Q&A section. Great, so I'll just go ahead and stop sharing so we can focus on our faces and get (laughs) to these great questions. All right, so the first one that I'm getting passed by my marketing team is about kind of, we talked a lot about email and text messaging, but we have, a lot of people who are interested in hearing a little bit more about the importance of list growth leading up to this time. So Sean, would love to hear from you. How are you thinking about list growth from the JLo beauty side? And what are you kind of doing to make sure you're set up for success during this period? Yeah, no, list growth is huge for us, uh, not just from a Black Friday or holiday season, but just in general from a growth perspective for the brand, right? We see the benefits we can get when we uh, are driving people to sign up for SMS and email. Uh, throughout the year. And ever since signing up with Wonderkind, you guys know the numbers behind it. We've doubled our, our you know, growth or list. Um, for us, for the holiday season, like I was talking about earlier, where we have the strategy of signing up, get early access, right? So we're going to be touching points from an organic standpoint, 
Uh, we're going to be touching, like making sure we tell the story in PR, right? Just making sure that the consumer knows that like the, this is happening, go sign up with email and SMS, right? Um, and using that list then to make sure we drive sales throughout, you know, the holiday season and Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That's amazing. And for everyone who's attending, we didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> um, but so great to hear about the results you've seen. And I think you make a really good point about just, you know, how you can coordinate these two channels. And it's been great how it's been able to really help grow your text messaging list, um, as well as just set yourself up across all different channels to keep these consumers engaged so that, you know, when the time comes to send all those texts, there is such a large audience um, to receive them. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you, you can collect email and SMSs through your site when people come visit or when you're driving them from a channel. But I think when you engage from like an organic standpoint, be it, you know, meta, be it you know, Twitter, et cetera, like and, and enable and tell the customer that they can sign up and get X, Y, and Z, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Well said. Um, the next question that I'm getting flagged is around the kind of turbulence of the cost and efficiency of paid channels. So a lot of people are interested in to know, you know, how is the JLo Beauty team approaching the rising cost of Facebook, rising cost of Google? Um, and if you're shifting your spend elsewhere, um, I know everyone would be interested to hear kind of how you're approaching that as well. I, I, I look at it this way, and this is such a hot question, right? It happens, and you get it everywhere. Uh, the costs are always going to go up, right? Year over year over year over year, the costs of advertising are going to go up. Advertisers aren't going to leave. There's just more and more coming in. Uh, so it's it's making sure you recognize that from the beginning, but also looking at it holistically from the top level too, right? Like, am I incrementally growing my business? It, uh, maybe my CPMs are a little bit higher, right? Maybe my CPMs are a lot higher, but am I incrementally growing the business? Am I still within like a CAC to LTV ratio that I need to be at? Um, and also engaging, you know, your PR, your organic channels, email and SMS has, has been huge for us this year to like fight and navigate the CPMs that we're seeing, right? Uh, well, again, I'm, I'm not getting paid for this, but like incorporating WonderKind really helped with the retargeting strategy from JLo Beauty where we're, we, we, you know, we're a highly, we spend a lot of money on paid media in order to do that. We need to be able to re-engage our customer after they come to the site and they leave. Um, so like making sure holistically that you're engaging everything, right. Your first party data, obviously with email and SMS, uh, using your organic social channels, your, your PR, making sure that everything is aligned from that perspective really helps in the whole strategy. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And obviously at Wonderkin, we have a bias towards, or at least Megan and I have a bias towards, you know, those own channels that you mentioned of email and SMS, but there's no world in which we see, you know, Google and Facebook going away. They're still, they've been really important ways to grow and they'll continue to be important ways to grow. But I think what you said is great of just figuring out what's the right balance as the, the market and the costs of these channels kind of goes up and down. Yeah, exactly. All right. The last one I'm particularly excited to get your thoughts on, but we'd love to know, um, you know, you work in the beauty market. You've been in there for 10 years. You have this incredible brand with JLo. Um, what are your kind of keys to standing out in a saturated market? And if there's any kind of tips or tricks that you've used or think more brands should be taking advantage of, would also love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, we have Jennifer Lopez, uh, <laughs> but celebrity celebrity brands, specifically celebrity beauty brands, sometimes get knocked at, right? Because it's almost they, they think it's a money grab or they're doing it just just to do it. Right. It's not like something that they're passionate about. 
Jennifer is uh, definitely like the total opposite of that. This was something that she dreamed of for 20 plus years of doing. She's tried every single brand out there. And then even when we were in like in the lab, she was in the lab with us. You know, she was trying the hundred different iterations of every single product to make sure that whatever she did put out was what she loved. Um, and part of that was she wants, you know, and I think brands should look at this too, is it's not just to sell the consumer something, but it's giving them something to like make themselves feel better, right? She, she always says it starts from the inside out. She's giving tips about not just using your beauty products, but to drink eight glasses of water, to get seven hours of sleep, to really like take the time during the day to give yourself self-affirmations. Um, and I think every brand is different, right? You find your niche and you, you hone in on that. But I think it's really like, and we were talking about it earlier, being sensitive mm -hmm. to what's going on in the world right now too. And making sure that like from a brand perspective, we're showing the consumer love and telling them that we're not just trying to shove like products down their throat. It's more about, you know, there's products hundred percent, but it's more about like, how do, how do we engage with you on a personal level? Yeah. So insightful, Sean. I think, um, I mean, I'll do whatever I can to get the JLo glow. I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to borrow some product from Megan later to, to get yeah. there. But um, yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of what you were saying earlier about that storytelling kind of like back to the basics of marketing. Like how do we kind of make people really feel invested in this brand? And it it is just a tried and true way of, you know, standing out and, and getting that loyalty. So um, really, really great addition there. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all the time that we had. So I will um, give it back to Megan to close us out. But um, thanks for having me. Yes. Oh, I don't know about you all, but I feel so inspired. This was so much fun. I love marketing minds getting together and talking about all the latest trends, best practices, strategies. So we hope everyone on the line um, took some value out of this today. I want to thank Sean from JLo Beauty. Sean, this is so much fun. Um, please come on every webinar, um, as well as Trey for their valuable insights and time. We look forward to seeing you all on our next Wonder Kim webinar and sending all of the brands out there best wishes for a successful and smooth holiday season. Um, take care. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.